0: I'm not doing this just to build an app, I'm doing this to build a a strong female community across the world that you can access on your phone, but also a community that fosters, encourages pursuing your dreams through travel, which is a great birthing ground for dreams, I believe. I just want to help every woman discover their dreams or maybe awaken a dream they let die a long time ago.
1: Welcome to Her Drive Podcast, a female-focused interview series with women of the world discussing their road trips to success. I'm your host, Cindy Kramblatt, a travel expert, business owner, and curious spirit with a knack for meeting fascinating women. Please join me as I hop in the passenger seat and chat with these ambitious women about what drives them, twists and turns, and those pedal-to-the-metal moments. Let's drive. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Her Drive podcast. I am so excited for the end of 2018. Not to say that it's been a bad year, but to celebrate um, the holidays and to welcome our what I think will be our final guest of the year. And uh, Valicia Bogart is here with us today. Hi, Valicia. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. It's such an honor. So everyone, Valicia and I met almost two years ago at a women's travel, uh, conference that was in new Orleans. And at the time she had a booth set up and was, um, getting contact information and sharing, um, uh, information about a, a platform that she was creating. And I'm super pumped to announce that that platform lionettes travel is now live. So congratulations, Valisha. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a long journey, but we have arrived. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, congrats again. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we of course want to dive in and talk about Lioness travel. Um, but I also want to really share the story of you and uh, kind of where your journey really begins as far as, you know, um, how did you land in, in this app? space um and and what brought you here so can you share a little bit of your story with us
0: yeah sure so i basically caught the travel bug early on well not too early but around 18 was when i 18 years old when i did my first uh you know across the europe solo backpacking trip while studying abroad and as an american in a in a bubble you could say um it really opened my eyes to the power of travel and how important it is to just learn about other cultures and how impactful that is on one's life and how much we grow. And it, you know, not to be cliche, but it does literally broaden our horizons. And, and also being a woman, it just really empowered me and it completely changed my life, like 180 degrees um, to, to really honestly um, not just travel more, but to give back, you know, to the rest of the world. And so, um, from that, I just, just started traveling a lot on my own. And then also with other friends and, and whatnot, but I really discovered the power of solo traveling. And then as I, um, as I continued into my, you know, life and career and whatnot, I still traveled a lot, but as you know, we get older, your friends aren't as available, your schedules get busier. And then once I reached, um, in my thirties, like people start having kids and getting married. And so a lot of my friends started dropping off. You know, when I wanted to have a travel friend, it was really hard just to coordinate our schedules, um, mm-hmm. because of life. Right. So, my one of my best girlfriends and I who we were both jet setters, even all my jet setter friends, it was still just so hard for us to, and we were all still single at the time. It was still so hard for us just to um plan a trip. You know, like we were just trying to, we found a deal and we wanted to go to um, I think it was, I don't know, somewhere in the Caribbean and it we just still still couldn't nail down a date. And it's just because, you know, we're working full time, very busy busy, busy lives, busy careers. And we just couldn't like, so six months passed and we still hadn't really nailed down a trip where we could all like all the girls, we could all do this girl trip. And my best friend and I at the time thought, you know, it would be cool if there was a system where we could just tap into it. And if we found a great deal on a trip or wanted to go somewhere last minute, we could just find another girlfriend to travel with. And that's really how I first started thinking of the idea And wow, that would be really cool if we could have it, you know, on our phones, like as a mobile app, a mobile platform, we could just open up and find a travel buddy girlfriend. And only, you know, and then I started thinking of, and that would also be great for creating um, women travel safety across the world. And then Mm -hmm. not just finding travel buddies, but if you really love solo traveling, that's great, but sometimes it gets lonely. So I know I would have been more adventurous if I had another girlfriend to call on, you know that you know right then and there in real time to go out and have a drink with or go have dinner and not eat by myself. So that's how really the idea kind of originated in the beginning. Um and then I just started developing it and growing it, expanding other uh, features and how else a female traveler could use the app from there.
1: Wow., um, I think that's an amazing like point of origin story. And, uh, what were you doing? Like when you were conjuring up this idea, what,
0: what was your, like your, or is your day job? My day job. So I've been in finance for the past 12, almost 13 years. Um, just business. I mean, my degree is in marketing and international business, minor in French. So, I mean, I'm, I have a background in business, um, and in marketing and finance. So that's what I was doing working full time, um, in the banking industry, And, and I just, you know, I, I love helping people. So in a way through finance, I was helping people create, you know, their wealth for the future and whatnot. But, um, but I've always been very passionate about traveling, but specifically I just started when I started thinking of the app, I was becoming more and more passionate about empowering more women, specifically American women to have the same experience as I had, when I was younger. And just because they're in their thirties doesn't mean they can't not do it, you know, to get out there, break outside of their comfort zones, break out, break off the fear. And I think travel is a great platform to do that. So that's really where my passion lies overall. I'm not doing this just to build an app. I'm doing this to build a, a strong female community across the world that you can access on your phone, but also a community that fosters encourages pursuing your dreams through travel, which is a great birthing ground for dreams. I believe. I just want to help every woman discover their dreams, or maybe awaken a dream they let die a long time ago. So mm.
1: Mm, that's so beautiful. <laughs> and I remember when we met. That's <laughs> I remember you saying like how you wanted to help people, mm-hmm. and yeah, um, this is certainly a passion that I align with—is helping people push their limits and expand. And like you said, travel is the, the greatest way I think mm-hmm. to do that. Um, and I applaud you for, for creating this. And if I read correctly,
0: uh, you grew up in the Midwest. Is that right? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, sort of, I don't know what I grew up in Oklahoma. So that's kind of like South sort of central Midwest. I don't know. I don't know really what you call Oklahoma, but yes, I'm a small town, Oklahoma girl. Um, my town is like thirteen thousand people. Everybody knows everybody, and uh, but I, I, my parents traveled a lot. So, like at five years old, I got a little bit of taste of every cool state and country outside of Oklahoma. So I, I was bound and determined to get out of my hometown and see the world. And so I kind of, I don't know, that was built in me somewhere somehow. I don't know uh, from a very young age. Um, I was fairly fearless, I guess, but yes, I grew up in Oklahoma, went to school in Texas and then moved out to California after school.
1: Wow. So what is your very first travel memory that really, were you, were aware that you were changing?
0: Well, I don't know if it's very profound, but the very first experience I remember, I was five years old and my mom And this was a, you know, a big trip for me. I, you know, and that's when you probably start developing your memories or you remember things around that age, maybe a little bit younger, but I was five and my mom had a business conference in Orlando, Florida, and she took me to Disney world for the first time. And that was a really big deal. And I had my very first, um, sushi and shrimp cocktail at this, like, Huge seafood buffet, and being from Oklahoma, that's a we didn't have a, you don't have access to a lot of amazing seafood because you're landlocked. And I, my mom said she regretted taking me to that buffet, and of course, you know, Disney World was amazing, of course, but I think I was more impressed with this all this decadent food that came from you know, I was imagining like across the world and, and how amazing this was. And I just was so amazed by eating shrimp cocktail and I wouldn't eat anything else after that for a while. My mom said, and so that really had a big impact on me was this, this fancy food and the buffet. And I, I just thought it was so amazing and that, that I just wanted more experiences like that beyond food. But, you know, as a little girl, it was a really, really big deal for me. So I know that, but yeah, it was just something that really stood out when I was so young and, and I wanted to experiencing, experience new and more different things, like stuff I don't know about. I want, I want to learn and experience it firsthand.
1: Oh yeah. I think that plays into the travel bug. Of course, when you're going around the world, you're, you are constantly discovering new foods and Ways of living that you couldn't even imagine existed unless you went to that destination, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know, and I've and I'm sure you've learned this too. Is um, food is how you connect sometimes connect with people across the world. I mean, them another culture sharing a meal with you is is huge. It's a big deal, and um, it's something very intimate. I think in a lot of cultures, and you really learn about um about that culture by sharing a meal with them and, and the different foods that they hold that are maybe a delicacy or even sacred or whatnot. So so yeah, that was something that really stood out when I was five and I just wanted more amazing experiences and more decadence and even roughing it too. Like I've always wanted to go to Africa and, and live in a village and experience sleeping on a dirt floor and mats. And I don't know. I don't know. That's just what opened up that whole world to me. Well, I
1: think we're definitely soul sisters. We have a similar profile. Like I come from Ohio, very small town. I tell everyone uh, the population of the town is 800, but now it was now it's 799 because I laugh <laughs> and um, I didn't have any really major travel trips, except for like going to a beach, uh, with my family and like little short holidays until I was 15, I was able to go abroad on this, um, exchange program. And it was for three weeks. And, you know, we touched down in Athens, Greece, and I had been obsessed with Greek mythology for years and, you know, having all this totally different types of food being brought to me. And then we went on to Italy and then to France. And I remember the first time, that I had a chocolate croissant and it seems crazy. People will be like, you didn't have a croissant until you were 15. I'm like, no, I didn't. Um, and that moment that I had a croissant and, a, and an espresso, I was just like, this is freaking heaven. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know, these moments, like I'm totally addicted to collecting these more magical moments and connecting with people. And you talk about sleeping on the floor in Africa. Well, you know, me being able to sleep in Petra um, overnight, just totally random. Like I showed up three hours to Petra before uh, it closed to visitors and then made friends with some Bedouins there. And they just invited me to stay. And, you know, it's like, I'm texting my mom. This happened almost two years ago, I'm texting my mom from Jordan saying, I'm sleeping in Petra. Don't worry. I'm okay. Right. And that was great because I was, you know, traveling and I was a solo female traveler. But it would have been even more amazing to have shared that experience with another, like travel buddy, like my a female mm-hmm. partner in crime, right? Yeah, totally. But traveling is—it's a beautiful thing, and um, yeah, I think the question for me is: if someone, if a lady listening, she wants to come check out your app, um,
0: what's what's her experience going to be like? What can she expect? Um, so she's going to expect first to be connecting with women who've been vetted. And then on top of that, she can find amazing travel buddies who you actually are matched up to according your, according to your travel interests. So you just, when you're creating your profile, you put in all your interests and the more information you give, the better you're going to connect to females who are like-minded as you. I don't know if you've experienced this, but I have. I've traveled with some of my best girlfriends and the trips didn't go as amazingly as I had hoped because we actually figured out once we started traveling together, we didn't have the same travel interests and we ended up not even hanging out during the day. So, yeah. So, so that really, when I started designing the app, I wanted to make sure I was connecting women, not just to another woman for a buddy, a travel buddy but really to a, a a future travel friend who could be a friend for life, a travel buddy for life. You guys are going to mesh and click and and vibe forever on your trips and they're going to be amazing. So, so it connects you to amazing girls who are like-minded based on your interests, but then also if you're just not really down to have a travel buddy, She could also just connect when she wants to in real time. When you're out traveling in any country worldwide, you open up the app, search within a 25-mile radius, and she could see who is close by and then click on the profile, see if she wants to connect with her, and then start chatting, you know, friend request, and then start chatting with that girl. And then another feature that's on the app is it's a great way to make extra travel cash is if the... If she wants to become a hostess, she can by either giving an experience for a day or opening up her home and she can charge whatever she wants to charge or if she wants to make a trade like hey you host me in Hong Kong and I'll host you in San Francisco or whatever it may be. With the hostesses though, I am the process of becoming a hostess is a little bit more in in detail like I actually do a Skype interview if I haven't met them in person and uh, just kind of, you know, find out what she's about, check out the home. And then if she's going to open up her home, we do a background check because again, safety is our number one concern.
1: Yeah. So I keep hearing if, if I um, could be so bold, I keep hearing this, um, this level of safety. What's the focus of safety? Why, why
0: is that important to you? Well, because even though even though we actually have probably, you know, on our on our smartphones or iPhones, I guess you could say we're safer than we used to be without a cell phone. Um, I don't know. I think that safety is still a concern for, unfortunately, for women still traveling solo or even in a group. We still have to kind of be concerned with unwanted attention. Unfortunately, and. Um, Maybe in certain countries and certain cultures, we may not be treated the same way because of that. Right.
1: Have you have you had an experience like that? Oh,
0: goodness gracious. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell me about the one or many or? or uh, well, yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's been with the Middle East um, culture. Uh, I could give you one. Well, when I was in Egypt, I had a great experience except for all the unwanted attention. And Mm -hmm. um, we didn't know our guides failed to tell. So I went there with another girlfriend. We hired a guide and a driver. And the guide pretty much walked with us everywhere we went. But still, even still with an Egyptian, a local guide um, showing us around, he would have to constantly say whatever he was saying in their language, these men coming up wanting to talk or take pictures with us and this and that. It was really overwhelming. And, but what he didn't, so that was okay. So that wasn't the worst of the worst, but what he didn't tell us was, uh, in the, in their culture, men don't touch any woman except for their wife. Mm -hmm. And so we were at a, a certain monument taking pictures and our guide actually wasn't physically standing there next to us at that time. And, Some men, so we, so we took some pictures together, my friend and I, and then we asked a a man there to take our picture and he said, okay. And then he said, but can I have a picture with you next? And we said, okay. So then we're like, well, you know, no harm. We'll take a picture, not knowing. um, And you know how, I don't know if you take pictures like this, but you know how, like, I don't know if this is an American thing, but I'm assuming it is where you put your arm around the person to take a picture with them. So Mm -hmm. we did that with this man. Not knowing that we're not supposed to touch them and they aren't supposed to touch us as a, as a female. So then after that, another his friend goes, oh, I'd like a picture. And we're like, uh, okay. So we take a picture with his friend. And then a couple guys come over like, oh, can we have your picture taken with us? And we're like, mm, okay, Sure. And we took pictures with them again. Oh and then another group God. of men came up, like three or four men. And then we thought, okay, this is a little odd, but I'm like, well, we're not famous or anything. So why do you want to take a picture of this? And they're like, Oh, can we have our picture with you? And we're like, Okay. So this is probably about the fourth picture we 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 were about to take. And right as the they were taking it, the guy I had my arm around full on grabbed my boob. Oh. Like Yeah. You know, like where he had his arm around, like touching my shoulder, he reached down and grabbed my boob. And then I, Oh my God. Yeah, And then I immediately elbowed him, you know, in the stomach and pushed him away. I about, I literally, I, cause I, it was just instinct instinctive. So I like, I think I was jumping towards him to strangle him. (laughs) I wasn't even thinking, I was like, what the F and you know, saying some choice words and, uh, and then I think my friend jumped in front of me. She's like, Alicia, you can't fight a guy. And I'm like, what? Uh, and then, uh, and then my, our guide was running towards us. Cause I think he saw the commotion. Yeah. And then he said something to them, told them to go away. And then we told him what happened. He was like, oh, well, you can't you you can't touch men, you know, our culture is the only woman that they'll ever touch is their wife. And besides, they view American women as whores, you know, uh-huh. or walking around and they can have sex with you at any time. And we're like, well, well, great. Why didn't you tell us that three days ago at the beginning of our tour? We wouldn't have, we didn't know that that was a cultural norm. We didn't know we were overstepping. Um, so that's just one thing that's happened to me. I have a lot of other stories like that. Like when I lived in France as a student, but yeah, yeah. I've definitely have had some, some um, uh, uncomfortable experiences as a woman.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. So me too. In many situations, right. um, a lot of, never have it, not that I can recall as anything happened whenever I was traveling, um, solo or no, with a group, but, um, yeah, when I was traveling solo, lots of things have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, do like your approach on safety and, um, I'm glad that that's a part of, um, what you all are doing. Um, yeah, yeah
0: it's important. yeah
1: (laughs) most definitely i think it's going to continue to be a discussion and something important that we all focus on no matter what our uh gender is um Mm -hmm. especially when traveling so um yeah i want to kind of finish touching on uh the features and then i really want to dive back into your story um and like kind of like your passions and and how you you stay motivated but as far as um with Lioness Travel,
0: what are the mm-hmm. other features that um, that you all are are doing? So I touched on. So we have the travel buddy feature, the tr- solo travel feature, and then the hostessing feature, and then the uh, the fourth feature we launched with is the trip planning feature, and it's pretty cool. You basically um, you basic. It's really great to use when you're planning a trip, really just with one other girlfriend, because you know I don't know if you've experienced this before, but it can be kind of a pain to get everyone on the same page when you're planning a trip and, uh, and you either have a group text going back and forth or emails or whatnot. But what this does is it allows you to invite the girlfriends who are on your trip into the trip you create. And then you do all the planning within that trip. You put all the hotel information, you could add pictures of places you want to go to, you can add notes, you can, and then every time the trip is updated by one of the members of the trip, you get a a text notification that you can go in and look and see what it is and comment on it. So it kind of makes it fun planning your trip throughout the year, but it also keeps you organized and your trip planning streamlined all in one place. And you can also share your trip On Facebook or Instagram to show your friends what you're planning. And then the other cool part about it is that there's a cool social engagement element to that feature. So if your friends, if one of your friends is planning a trip, let's say to, I don't know, Israel, uh, you can follow her trip if she allows you to follow her trip then you can see what she's planning and how she's planning it. So it just, it's a great way to get ideas for future trip planning.
1: Um, thank you so much for sharing the, um, the details of what you've created. Um, you. I'm just very curious. Do you have some sort of like daily or weekly ritual that you practice?
0: Um, yeah, I, I have a daily morning routine that really helps me set the day for success and set my intentions and help deal with things that may go wrong, you know, kind of manage stress and whatnot. So I really, I think it's, for me, I try to, well, one thing I started, I just learned a a new thing to do. Um, When I went to the Superwoman Summit last month, I learned from another successful woman. She takes two minutes before she gets out of bed to envision her day in her mind. Mm. Um, and I hadn't done that before. What I usually do is I, I get up <clears throat> and I make my superfood coffee <laughs> and then I, I like to pray and meditate in the morning and I do a couple of devotionals and then and then I'll just set out what I need to do after that. If I just start, if I don't do my prayers and meditation before thinking about everything I have to do and, and put my plan together, then mm-hmm. things just don't go as smoothly. And I notice I don't deal with the stress, I'm just not as productive. Um, so that's that's what really helps me, and then envisioning the day, taking a couple of minutes to envision in my mind how I want my day to go has been very powerful
1: beautiful i um yeah. I try to wake up each morning and like find something to be super excited about in the day that's like my newest mm-hmm. practice to add into that's all my cool. rituals, but that's that's really great um and then what are you doing as far as? Like we all have roadblocks or we have to, you know, take a detour. What's been like the most challenging detour roadblock so far?
0: (laughs) I think I've run into a lot of them Um, because it's, you know, what's been, I guess I could say overall, what's been the most challenging is, well, you know, we met almost two years ago and. I'm just to the point of actually fully have launched the app. And that's been very frustrating for me, the time that it's taken to get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. I thought I would have been a lot further along, but I've learned, you know, you need people to help you accomplish and and achieve your, your goals and your dreams and whatnot. And, uh, you know, and, and so you have to give yourself grace for the fact that you can't control what happens outside of, because, you, you know, there are people you hire to work for you. There's only so much you can do. So I'm learning to practice patience and give myself grace in those gaps, basically. Um, and But the time has been the most challenging. Like, um, But I've been told and I've been encouraged actually by some mentors and coaches that, this is normal. You need to expect to, everything always takes a lot longer than you would anticipate and, um, and then what you would plan. And you just have to really keep moving forward and don't look back. Just keep moving forward and give yourself grace.
1: That's beautiful. And how have you, in the years that you've been working on this project, how have you continue to keep your eye on the prize without you know saying this is enough I give up
0: I don't I don't want to do this anymore. I keep reminding myself of my why and my purpose and my why is to empower women um, to help them not just have the same experience as I have had but to really go after their dream like I'm trying to do and if I'm going if that's what I stand for, if that's my why then I have to practice what I preach. So, you know, I, if, if I'm, if my goal is to empower women to pursue their dreams at all costs, then I must do the same. That's beautiful. And, (laughs) and do you ever get burned out? Well, yeah, I, I get, I get, um, I just get frustrated. And so that's why the daily and every, I've been to some other conferences and, you know, I'm sure you've spoken to so many amazing women Um, successful Mm -hmm. women and setting one thing I've found that's consistent amongst even like Richard Branson and some, some very successful people I follow, they all have a daily, a morning ritual. And I think being consistent with your morning ritual and also exercising, like I do you know i i do i exercise a lot as well keeps you centered and focused and um reminds you it reminds you of like what's important in life um and it helps you just stay on track and not get burned out you it helps you just deal with the daily frustrations and the roadblocks that you just have to anticipate and then overcome them don't let the problem be bigger than you ooh that's beautiful <laughs> It's really beautiful. Well, I mean,
1: you're definitely undertaking an amazing um, task and it's a, and it's a goal that I think um, that you're seeing realized now. and it's going to continue to grow and just to snowball and take on a shape that you may not have even imagined. but as a female, speaking for myself, who loves connecting other women and just people in general and being around them, and I love travel. Um, I see really wonderful big things for, for you and for Linus Travel. And I'm just so honored that you shared your time with uh, Her Drive and with me today. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was such an honor, truly. <laughs> of course. Well, I would love to just finish with just one last question. Sure. Um, and this question is, can you please select an age that uh, you would go back to and give your... that your own self, uh, advice at that age. And, um, what would you say? Could you share that with us?
0: Yes, I would say I always thought age when I was really young, I always thought the age 23 would be the most perfect age. And I don't know, I don't know why I thought 23 was an amazing age, but mm-hmm. at age 23, I moved here to San Diego because my brother, um, fiance just broke up with him. So my parents wanted me to come out here and kind of give him support. Before I was supposed to have gone into the Peace Corps for two years. And I didn't go because my grandparents were sick, but I postponed it and I started working and I actually started making a lot of money very early on and buying properties and whatnot. And while I I've been successful in business, I would have gone back and told myself I could have, I could have taken those two years and it wouldn't have hurt my career path. And I would have told myself to have gone to the Peace Corps and oh. that experience. That's where the whole lying on the dirt floors. Um, I've always had, I've always wanted that experience. Um, but I don't regret anything in my life or the path I've been on. But I, I think, I think doing that, I mean, I think I know I would have still, I would still be where I am today and doing what I'm doing today, or at least something in that realm of travel and connecting women and helping women. Um, but I think I would have, I think, I think that's what I would have told myself is just to have gone forward with that.
1: Yeah. That says a lot about your character.
0: (laughs) And so now that I haven't, I definitely plan on doing that when I retire, you know, and, and having that experience. Um, but but yeah, I think that's what I would have told myself. I could have, I could have afforded those just those two years commitment, and then come back and still built what I've built today, for sure. But you know, when you're young, you just you kind of move really fast in your thinking, um, and yeah, I think that's what I would tell myself. Beautiful. Beautiful.
1: Well, um, I want to honor your time. We're kind of up now, but, um, can you please just let
0: everybody know where they can connect with you and connect with uh lioness travel? Yes, I am on Facebook, Instagram. My website is lioness and you can download, they can download the app on either Google play or the Apple store and you just have to type in lioness travel and it's ready for download for free. Amazing.
1: Well, Valicia Bogart of lioness travel founder and just an amazing inspiration in and of yourself. Thank you for sharing space and your story with her drive podcast today. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. It was a joy. Thank Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Her Drive with Cindy Kramblatt. If you want to know more about today's guest or know a fascinating woman you'd love for me to interview, please see the show notes, visit Instagram or her-drive.com. And please, 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 if you love the show, leave a review on iTunes. Thanks for riding along and subscribe to join our next woman and Her Drive to success.